welcome to the Sincerely Mere podcast, the podcast taking a Christ-centered approach to holistic health along with a focus on slow, conscious living, and of course, cultivating nourishing, sustainable habits for you and your family. Hello and welcome to the Sincerely Mere podcast. I am your host, Miriam Diane, but of course, that's short for Mere. I hope that you guys are having a lovely Monday. I am actually recording this on a Wednesday. It's a Wednesday night, but Asher is asleep and my husband is in bed. I have some quiet time and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna try to get an episode recorded. We'll see if I can do it before Asher wakes up. (laughs) Um... But today I did want to talk about food sourcing and what you should look for when you go grocery shopping. I definitely think that this is a topic people feel very lost in. I get a lot of DMs uh, regarding this question specifically. So I figured why not do an episode hopefully answering all of your questions and it's a (laughs) win-win. So... Essentially, how this is going to look is I have written down four things that I'll expand on. I'll expand on each point as I go through them. And then at the end, I'll go through um, specific ingredients that you should avoid in like the normal products that you get. So just jumping right into it, the first point I have is think variety. And this is essentially just saying to not eat the same thing every day. This is more pertaining to people who are doing the whole like chicken, rice, and broccoli thing every single day. It's got a very slim nutrient profile to begin with. And especially if you're eating that every single day for every meal, you're just, you're not getting many diverse nutrients that's kind of the whole point when it comes to nourishing ourselves. We want to make sure that we're getting a variety of different foods so that we're getting a variety of different nutrients. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm like still fighting this cold. And so if I ever sound like I'm out of breath, it's probably because I am. <laughs> <coughs> but moving on, number two, I have think local and local is within 100 miles. Best case scenario, you find your local farmer and you get as much as you can from them. If you can't find a local farmer or it's not within your budget, try the local food co-op. Otherwise, I know that especially with meat prices and just grocery prices in general, things are insanely expensive right now. So, you know, getting things at like Target or... If you're local, there's Hy-Vee, there's festivals, stuff like that. I wouldn't beat yourself up too much if you end up just having to get your meat there because it's just a little bit cheaper. I actually get a lot of my ground beef at Target. They have a good grass-fed brand. So I totally, totally get that. Um, (coughs) Number three, I have Think Seasonally. And I know there's many Instagram accounts that will make a post at the beginning of each season telling you what produce, what produce is in season. And honestly, doing this is going to save you a lot of money because if you're getting things that are out of season, it's going to be way more expensive 
And on top of that, it's going to be way less nutrient dense. Number four is think quality. This kind of encompasses everything. I'm going to start with eggs. The optimal choice here is pasture-raised. If you can't find pasture-raised, free-range would be next best. And then cage-free. And then conventional. Conventional is going to be like the white eggs that are at 99 cents that you can pick up honestly anywhere, even at like gas stations. The more orange the yolk is, the better. So if you're getting a, eggs right now that have a really pale yellow yolk, prob- maybe try to switch brands and see if you can find one that's a little deeper in color. Because I mean, that for one thing, it tastes better and the nutrient profile is going to be much better. Moving on to fish, you want to get wild caught fish over farm raised. And then when it comes to meat and dairy, you want to get grass fed. Grass finished would be best case scenario, but it's even hard for me to find grass finished in my area. So grass fed is, you know, that is okay to shoot for, I would say. So I know that milk goes hand in hand with dairy, but I did want to talk specifically about milk for a little bit because so many people are lactose intolerant, quote unquote, and... I really don't think that's the case for most people. I think it's much deeper than that. I think we're just consuming processed crappy dairy and our bodies don't know how to digest it. And that's where the lactose intolerance comes into play. So when you're shopping for milk in the grocery store, you want to make sure that it doesn't have any added vitamin D or added vitamin A, or some even add calcium, which is just ridiculous. But these are the things that really wreak havoc on our digestive system. Personally, I think raw milk is best. You really just can't beat the nutrient profile of raw milk. But if you're not comfortable with that, again, look for a milk that doesn't have any synthetic vitamins added to it. If you're someone who drinks nut milks every single day, I would try to limit that if you can. Or at least find a brand that has whole food ingredients If you look at the ingredients of pretty much any mainstream nut milk, like the Silk Almond Milk, Oatly, Planet Oat, I could go on and on, but if you just look at the ingredients of your almond milk or whatever, you'll find things like, you know, vegetable oil and carrageenan and all these gums and fillers and it's just really bad news. It is not it. And I would say if you are someone who just can't tolerate dairy right now and you're someone who enjoys almond milk, I would look into the brand Malk. I think it's M-A-L-K. And it's just almonds and filtered filtered water, I think. Better milk I would highly recommend. I recommend this one over the any sort of almond milk. I would recommend coconut milk. There's a lot of benefits to coconut milk and it's very easy to find brands that don't have any gums or fillers in them. So moving on to the organic versus conventional debate, starting with organic, the biggest thing is they don't use synthetic fertilizers or pesticides, so things like glyphosate or Roundup, that will not be used to grow organic produce. 
the next thing is they don't use antibiotics or hormones which is or growth hormones that's pretty self-explanatory the next thing would be they don't use gmos and i know gmos are pretty highly debated right now too but in my personal opinion if you can avoid them i would there's just not a ton of long-term data anyway so i would just avoid them and then for conventional the only other thing or the only thing to really compare it to is they do rely on synthetic fertilizer so the likelihood of having glyphosate residue or any sort of synthetic fertilizer or pesticide is going to be much higher and this is where things like the dirty dozen come into play this is produce that has very high pesticide residue after it's grown so when you are shopping really do your best to get the following items as organic and then the remaining items that you need you can get those as conventional and not be quite as paranoid about it i guess would be the word so the dirty dozen is the following foods strawberries spinach nectarines apples grapes peaches cherries pears tomatoes celery potatoes and sweet bell peppers um and at the end of the day if you can't afford to get all of these organic just really make sure that you're soaking your veggies and your fruits before consuming them moving on i just wanted to touch on natural flavors natural flavors can contain chemicals like bha propylene glycol which is found in antifreeze and even msg and you just don't want to mess with those i do think that just taking the step to read the ingredients of the food that you're getting at the store is a really great way to just start taking more control over over your health a way to kind of get started on this or a good introduction is to read the book food rules by michael pollan and i don't know really anything about michael pollan and i haven't read any other works by him but i know that that book really helped me just get a good grip on again what i should be looking for it's a very easy read basically it's just a short book about rules to consider when you're going through the store or when you're buying food some of the rules are don't eat cereal that makes your milk turn a different color <laughs> or another one is don't purchase food that has ingredients you can't even pronounce and you know it's just stuff like that and then he expands a little bit on each one and i just think it's again just a very easy read good way to kind of introduce yourself to reading labels and things like that so then to kind of wrap this up i just wanted to give one more little like brief summary of kind of everything that i talked about plus specific ingredients that you really do just want to do your best to steer clear of so the first four things that i said right at the beginning is think variety think local think seasonally and think quality when it comes to purchasing groceries for eggs you want pasture raised the more orange the yolk is the better 
if you can't find pasture-raised, free-range, then cage-free, then conventional. Wild-caught fish over farm-raised. Grass-fed meat and dairy. When it comes to milk, no synthetic added vitamins. Raw milk is best, but only if you're comfortable. Avoid nut milks as much as you can. If you are dairy intolerant, find a brand that has no added garbage in it. Consider the dirty dozen when you're getting your produce. Do your best to avoid natural flavoring. And for a good introduction to reading labels, look into Food Rules by Michael Pollan. Finally, I just wanna specifically list a couple of things to watch out for when you're reading labels because there can even just be like one or two that just sneak in there and you don't even notice them. So carrageenan is a big one and it's in most nut milks and it's in most lunch meat. That can cause a lot of gastrointestinal issues. You wanna avoid any sort of gums or fillers. So like acacia gum, gel and gum, locust bean gum, all of that, that's in most nut milks. And then finally, avoid fortified foods. So I know like everything is fortified with iron these days and it's absolutely ridiculous. I could go all into my opinions on that, but maybe another day. <laughs> when you're getting things like pasta or bread, they will fortify these things with iron enriched flour or whatever. And it's like, look for bread that only has the ingredients that bread should have. <laughs> I won't get too much into that because I do get very heated when it comes to the whole fortified with iron thing. It's just, we've just been fed a lot of lies and it's very frustrating, but I have a whole podcast to talk all about these things. <laughs> And I'm sure you guys can't wait. And now it's time for A Minute with Mir, the part of the show where I will share a Bible verse that's been on my heart, a product I've been loving, or a quote I wanted to pass on. Anything that has blessed me in my everyday life. Welcome to the very first Minute with Mir segment. I have to give credit to my very dear friend Molly for coming up with the name for this little bit at the end. The name that I had come up with was so, so dorky. Like, it was one of those things where you think it's really clever, but then you tell somebody and she straight up was like, I don't really like it. What about this? And I'm not even going to tell you what my idea was because it was that lame, but Anyway, shout out Molly. Moving on. This week's product is a probiotic moisturizer. And I need to preface this by saying I really do not fangirl over skincare products. I just am not one to spend a lot of money on them. I don't really go crazy with them. I have what works for me and I don't really experiment. But I recently came down with ocular rosacea underneath my eyes and I was trying everything and of course the root cause of rosacea is inflammation but everything I was doing everything I was eating it just would not it just would not disappear it wouldn't die down it wouldn't let up and so I ended up getting this prescription cream for it and it, it worked sort of 
And when I say that, I just mean it was kind of containing it. It wasn't spreading it and it wasn't quite as rough underneath my eyes, but you could definitely tell that it was still there. Enter this skin probiotic. It is from the brand Eminence and it's Eminence Organic Skin Care and the product is Clear Skin Probiotic Moisturizer. This has made my rosacea completely disappear. Like it is so smooth in my under eyes and the rest of my skin is actually very glowy and I've never had a product that's actually done that for me. So I don't know if this is something that will become a holy grail product, but it's definitely something I am loving and really, really enjoying and would absolutely recommend if you're looking to upgrade your skincare routine. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider leaving a five-star rating and review. Everything I mentioned today will be linked in the episode description below. If you would like to keep up with my day-to-day -day life, you can find me at SincerelyMir on Instagram.